0: What's up guys Casey and George the Go on Bracket Racing YouTube channel back on another Tuesday here just me and George this week so what you got going on George
1: I don't got a thing going on um <laughs> relaxing missing a little racing uh, everything pretty much got rained out I mean I'm up here in North Texas so it didn't uh we didn't get much rain up here it may have rained for 10-15 minutes and that was it uh Cattle Mills is about an hour south so maybe they got more rain than what we got the reason why they canceled the crazy age race i know it didn't have anything to do with car count because when i saw something it was like maybe eight entries left and everybody's doubled so i don't think they're gonna have any problems with, with car count that probably is not a problem around here in the first place if you want me to be honest um uh, so yeah man that's uh it's pretty much what i've been having going on what about you, you getting any work done on that uh that new car of yours
0: Oh, man, I've been doing wiring and more wiring and more wiring, and it's it's unbelievable. I mean, just the, just the battery cable alone, I mean, battery cable alone, there's like 20, I think there's 32 foot of battery cable in that car, just just the battery cable. I mean, you know, and then obviously you got to wire the delay box. Well, I got that all wired now. I uh, wired my entire uh, switch panel, got that uh, relay board from K&R. That worked out a lot better. Had to do a little bit different on that uh, versus how they kind of had it laid out uh, not a lot different but the cool part is the thing that i figured out with uh, those grids is you only need four wires and then if you get that power grid seven box uh which if you do head over on to uh, Chance performance head over there he's got the best prices on that deal i can tell you that right now right but uh, as long as you get those two things together man they have deutsch plugs you just plug them together and then you use four wires off of uh off of the grid and you're pretty much off to the races for the most part. So that made things a whole lot easier. Uh, K&R's uh, schematic, I guess you'd call it, uh, for all their wiring, that made everything very straightforward. I was glad I had that. It's the first time I wired an entire car start to finish. Um, yeah, man, so now it's just the point I gotta wire the line lock still and the trans brake and the trans brake button and a bump down and. And uh, we're good to go. All the everything works. So it's up there flipping switches. And hey, that light come on. Hey, touch this to this wire. That test light come on. And uh, it, <laughs> it works. So yeah, man. I, mean, you're so,
1: right. I heard you say bump down. Are you only going to run a bump down? or Are you going to wire a uh, bump up button too?
0: Be honest with you. Every time I've ever had a bump down in a car, anyway, I never hit it anyway. So. I can, I'll probably wire them both, and they'll probably just be there, and they'll have $100 worth of buttons, because those buttons aren't cheap either. We got uh, Will Newman over here in the chat. What's up, Will? We're going to get him into uh, bracket racing one of these days, and then his wife's going to hate us.
1: Yeah, you know what? That's a, That would be interesting, and he's hopefully he's moving uh, to Dallas, like the Fort Worth area, not Austin. I really wish you the best of luck finding, like, a mansion or something in Fort Worth. That way it's, like, something you can't <laughs> turn down you know but so i hope he moves this way um guys if you if you're new to bracket racing things like that wills new to bracket racing but i promise you he knows quite a bit about bracket racing from watching the going bracket racing youtube channel should you have any questions anything you you might have uh shoot us shoot us a text or, or through the through the facebook page or on the youtube channel you leave a uh, a comment on the chat maybe we can highlight some questions and, and kind of get you some answers on a on a video or a live stream maybe dedicated a time this winter to to go on bracket racing in the beginnings or something like that to where we'll break down what what the hell are they talking about when they say going bracket racing. You know what I mean? Um so definitely uh a uh, shout out Mike Hickey. I see you over here in the chat. Kavanoid Little, you know, they welcome your your seat stays, probably got a good cushion and a massage back because you're <laughs> always in that chat bleacher man. So glad to see you sitting in there as well. But uh Oh man, what do you think? You want to cut to the Drag Champ Minute? Maybe give these guys something to think about? Maybe uh, let them hear what happened this past weekend?
0: Let's do that, man. Bring in Gary Don with the Drag Champ Minute.
2: Hang in there, guys. What's up, guys? Gary Don back again for another Drag Champ Minute, where we bring you what's hot in sportsman drag racing. This week, we start out on the NHRA Tour, where our good buddy, Luke Bogacki won his fifth NHRA Super Gas Race this year in seven finals if luke didn't already have the super gas national championship wrapped up for this weekend his latest win seals a deal and as luke would say it's over i uh, can't do it as well as he can but you get the drift moving over to the bracket races scene, what's hot it was the fall flinging at bristol and we had some big performances there chris whitfield drives to two finals I think he was the wednesday 25 grander that he runners up and he goes on Saturday to the main event, the 100K, runners up to Kyle Cutrera there. That is his third big money final at a Spring Fling race this year. Earlier in the year, Chris was runner up to Bo Buntner in the Spring Fling Million in Vegas. So great job, Chris Whitfield, big season, and There's still some big bracket races left to come for that young man. Speaking of Kyle Cutrera, he's been picking up big money races, big money wins all over the country. Gets his biggest win to date, I believe, the 100K, On Saturday night the main event actually was Friday night I take that back so big win for Kyle Couture props to him Uh, tough racer and uh, really coming to his own on the bracket racing scene after a strong career on the NHRA side as well so but Saturday night the big news Jeff Serra yep you've heard of this guy's name before he's like the Energizer Bunny he just keeps on winning and he won again as he wrapped up the, the fall fling with a 25K win over the Doughboy, Donovan Williams, in the final round. So Jeff Serra continuing his dream season as uh, he races to another big money win. And that is what's hot in bracket racing today. For more news, results, and info, follow dragchamp.com. Back to you, guys.
1: All right, guys, welcome back. As always, thanks to uh, to DragChamp over there for the DragChamp Minute. Uh, taking time out of your busy day to give us updates over here on the Go and Bracket Racing YouTube channel, exclusively on the on the Go and Bracket Racing YouTube channel, there for the Drag Champ Minute. So thanks to everybody who's chiming in, and remember, guys, it's open discussion. There's about 15 of you in the chat right now on Facebook, maybe about 15 on on YouTube side, and uh, make sure you leave your comments. We're going to have some uh, conversation here today that I'm sure is. Uh, Probably going to spark up quite the discussion. You can view it one way or the other. There's quite a bit of adversity behind this and that. And what I mean is, number one, let's just do this. Let's go straight to the fling, fling, Casey, because everything surrounds the fling in the first place. Uh, What a heck of a race that they put on. Uh, I watched a lot of the fling and saw a lot of good things. I I will even mention that Pete Beondo was on the motor mania side of things giving away plantronics or uh, it wasn't plantronics but it was a weather station i'm like man i want to win that but there ain't no way in the heck i was gonna guess that the guy drove across a bridge with a freaking donkey i think it was a donkey Was it, a, it was a pony he drove across the bridge with a pony in a in like a station wagon or something i wasn't gonna guess that but somebody <laughs> ended up guessing that and winning a weather station so um yeah man what do you think the flame went off without a without a hitch if you ask me what do you think?
0: man the fling in my opinion set the standard for all this big money racing anyway uh the fling series has been going on for a really really long time and they give away tons and tons and tons of stuff and give a lot back to the racers give a lot back to motor mania now uh they were giving out shirts over motor mania if you guessed a certain however many cars there were in certain round Uh, i mean it was uh Pete does a whole lot for for the racers and doesn't get the credit that he deserves in my opinion. But uh, one thing that was a big deal, and if you pay attention to the GBR Facebook page, then you saw us talking about it and there were a ton of people that chimed in on it, but the Fling is gonna have a new structure starting in 2022 where they're gonna have an A, a B, a C, and a D category where at the Fling in the past, I think the rules were, you could double, but not in the same car. So Correct. one driver, one car. Correct. And the driver couldn't go down the track more than twice in a round. In the so, same car. Exactly. So what this is allowing for now, effectively, is now the guy who only has one car can still double enter if he chooses to do so. Well, what, what that does is now... Now everybody knows if you're double entered, if you have a blind run, which most of these big money races are going towards the blind run format you'll get one time run, whatever day that is that you show up typically. And then because there's so many cars, this is the way they have to do it. Whenever you have these, you know, week long events and then you deal with weather and all this stuff, it just is what it is. Well, the problem is if you are double entered in the same car and you go down the track once and then you come back to the back of the pack, and then you run someone else who hasn't gone down the track, no one is going to argue that you're at a substantial advantage, especially at a place like Bristol that might change three numbers in the same round, you know, with the weird air they have up there. So what they're going to do is they just say now a double is a double. And I'm pretty sure you would be, if you're double entered, you'll be an A and a C. So they'll have A, B, C, D, and the dragsters that are single, they'll be, Either B or D, and then the door cars that are single will be the other. So they're going to call all doubles together all the way till third round, and then it's going to go back to normal where door cars get called and dragsters get called. That's correct. And I really like that.
1: That's correct. And I'm going to slide in the slide in the format here. You've got it pretty much right there, where they're going to put um, the B section group B is going to be single entry door cars. Um, group D is going to be single entry dragsters, and uh, A and B or excuse me, A and C are going to be designated to double entries. One thing that I want everybody to notice about A and C is that it doesn't say A, door cars or dragsters, or C, door cars or dragsters, because they're going to run each other. That is where I I say kudos to Spring Flinger. Kudos, kudos. Um, it, it is time to... to Number one, let the doubles beat up on each other for at least the first two rounds, I think is what I see. Yes, uh, bullet point number two there says the first two rounds. Um, So for the first two rounds, the doubles are going to beat up on each other. Then come round three, everybody's going to get called an A, B, C, or D. Um, Likely they're going to get rid of B and C if I – excuse me, A and C if I have to be honest because there's still going to be quite a few cards left at that point. I like it. I love it actually. And that's going to be the topic of discussion with a few spinoffs for everybody to kind of chime in on. So while you're in the chat, if you have any thoughts, feel free to start bringing them through. I'm going to try to pick on those thoughts, piggyback off those thoughts. Let's have an open discussion around what I would think is going to be trend setting. Um, Great job over there, Spring Fling guys. Uh, Pete Biondo. um, Sorry, I can't remember the other guy's name that's uh, in there working right now. But uh, I have to say... Kyle Seif will be looking down with a smile on his face with the type of changes that you guys are making. It's going to make an impact here, and I'm, I know I'm not speaking for myself.
0: Well, and the thing is, too, with the, the thing about the Fling series not getting the credit it deserves, I'm pretty sure the Fling series is the series that started the separating door cars and dragsters to begin with. So they're always kind of the, the trend-setting group amongst all those promoters out there, and a lot of people like to follow what they're doing because they typically have really good ideas. Um, I mean, the thing is, man, is that I like the idea of all the doubles running together because in my opinion, a double is exactly what I said. A double is a double. And as long as if I'm double entered, I don't care if I'm in a door car or a dragster, if I'm doubled and someone else is doubled, I don't think anybody has an advantage over the other person personally. I don't care if I'm in a door car and they're in a dragster or vice versa. Um, as long as we're both doubled we both know what we're going to run and hit the tree and run the number good to go
1: good to go And, and that that is you know it's been an area of conversation for a very long time double the data oh he got to double the data oh i need to pick what time i go up in the lanes at least for the first however many rounds you know you don't get somebody like jeff sarah to take. Uh, one entry plus another entry all the way to the final end and run himself in the final in the first place uh, to, to win the whole thing. But where am I going to pull up in the lanes? I've got Kevin Oy Little in here. I'm a double entry type of guy. Um, this is going to suit you, in, in my opinion now. Is it going to suit you? I'm not 100% sure, but that's what this stream is for. Doubles are going to race doubles. So in that extent... Is it worth it? should
0: speed up the program.
1: It's gonna definitely speed up the program. But do you, Casey? I'm asking you, and I'm asking Chad as well. Do you see any adversity to making doubles run doubles that would cause double entry um, entrance to lower to, to go down? Because now you got to race against doubles.
0: I don't think so. I think honestly them allowing the same guy to enter the same car twice is going to actually help people want to double enter and the good part about it is kind of the what we just accidentally came up with just now is that if the doubles are taking out the doubles through second round if you can buy back first round that means you're running first round again in second round but in third round you only have half as many doubles. Correct. So so you you already cut Your entries right there, your double entries, which means, you know, you'll still have the same number of cars because if those doubles run single, guys, at the end of the day, third round, you're still going to come back with the same number of cars. But if you come back with less doubles, then you're not waiting on those guys anymore, at least half of them. And
1: I'll tell you what, we got people in the chat, Dylan Champion, Mr. Champion himself, (laughs) uh, uh, alluding to some things that we're going to get off into here today as well. Uh, we're not going there yet dc um dylan uh <laughs> w- we'll be there before the stream is over i promise you and i will i will change your mind uh but um yeah hey we got some new guys in the chat here i think i saw here i see uh johnny cameron hey welcome man welcome in to the going bracket racing youtube channel be sure and hit that share button if you got it or head over to the youtube channel and hit that subscribe if you haven't done so already hopefully we can get some things going uh, going down the line here pretty soon i haven't talked to mr brg here lately but i know he mentioned doing a couple of giveaways so make sure you hit that subscribe button because that's the only way you're going to get entered into the giveaways hey 808 subscribers by the way casey how we doing
0: so far so good man we got uh, top fuel 173s over here now we got actually we got Somebody called Revit Tips and Tricks over here. I wonder how he found us. That's what I do basically for a living, other than the tips and tricks part. <laughs> Will gives me some tips and tricks every once in a while. He helped me out today on a project. Uh, David Statham, we got him over here. We got Steve Shepard over here. He's saying the foot brake single entry group needs to be F150. I don't know if uh, I don't know if uh, they got it. I'm sure they call them separate. That's probably what they'll be, man. If you're a Ford man, then there you go. Eric White, can I double enter the GBR giveaway? <laughs> it's it's possible, man, I guess. Do whatever you want. Maybe we'll hold double entries.
1: i tell you what, you bring a couple a uh, couple guys to subscribe, maybe we'll just do that. We'll enter people twice, but there's going to be a catch. you got to bring more guys over to subscribe to the Going Bracket Racing YouTube channel. Um, that, that'd be great, I think. Mason Epperson, I see you in here, man. What's up? uh cody newman hopefully hopefully the borders open soon to where we can get the guys from canada uh down here to race in some of these uh some of these big bracket races that we got going on um and number two i'd just like to get there to uh to kind of be late night in the pits with the, my canadian friends i think that's going to end up being quite the time um congratulations to the barkers i saw you guys got got married over the weekend uh, bracket life brand hey congratulations you guys and uh uh, give us a call if you need us. You know how we do over here at Going Bracket Racing.
0: So, and I just saw that uh, I, I was getting caught up on some of his stuff over there and uh, him and Rachel's stuff, I guess, both. And I think Brandon kind of ran through some people for a couple weeks, I guess, because I think he was in three finals. He was okay. pulling Jeff Sarah up in Canada, I guess.
1: Yep, I think <laughs> he's been cutting them down pretty good. He's uh, got that, that bracket-like brand dragster looking, I mean, phenomenal with that rap. I think it's a rap. Um, yeah. That thing's looking nice. So kudos to whoever done that rap, as a matter of fact. Uh, and if you are anywhere near me, maybe one day I might go purple on the old s 10 Mo. But uh, not anytime soon, because I kind of like how it looks right now. But but uh, David Hearn, you ain't missed a thing. We're not starting over. No, we are not starting <laughs> over, David. But welcome, welcome. The only thing we've talked about so far is the Spring Fling. Get your thoughts, thoughts together on doubles, running doubles. And uh, Kevin Oilittle says it doesn't matter who he races. Double or single. I kind of feel the same way, but I do think there's an advantage to the doubles. And we can go First there round, for, for, for a little sure. bit here. Uh, there's there's an advantage to the doubles, especially at one Bristol. One. Especially at Br- Bristol. Tell, call, me, call me crazy, but double the data is, is going to be hard when you're running somebody who's only been down the track. You've been down the track once and they haven't been down the track yet. So, exactly. you know exactly what the track's gonna hold, you know what your car's gonna do, and you had to hit at the tree. You've got the advantage. Somebody prove me wrong. Prove me wrong there.
0: Well, I mean, at the end of the day, first round is whenever a double really matters the most, I would say. Um, other than that, you're kinda just running on, basically, so first round you have a major advantage, nobody's gonna argue with that, because once you go down the track once, and somebody else hasn't been down the track at all, you clearly know what you're gonna run. The other guy's kinda just hoping he knows what he's gonna run. But second round, once you get into second round, then it's more so the double entry is basically for the time that you either missed the tree or you put together a run and like you put together seven total and you're running Jeff Sarah and he puts together six total, you know what I mean? So that's basically where your double entry is helping you out after first round. Um, other than that, a lot of times it just costs you more money, <laughs> but, uh, True. you know, more buybacks, more entries, uh, that's, that's where it kind of goes. Um, we got a new guy over here, Jerry McCracken. Hello from Panama City Beach, Florida. We've been there a couple of times.
1: Just a couple of times, especially in my <laughs> college years. Man, that was, that was the place to be in college. you know. It was. But welcome into the stream. Hey, go ahead and hit that share button. Make sure you subscribe so you get the uh, notifications when we, uh, when we go live. It's every Tuesday. Who knows what's going to happen in the winter. Me and Casey haven't really talked about winter time timing yet. Might be the same, but might be a little bit different. I know there's a lot of you guys at work. As I'm looking at David Stidham, he had to step out. He says, I got work calls coming in, but uh, he'll watch us later. So that's a good thing about our platform. You guys can hit the podcast. You can hit the YouTube. We, we prefer YouTube. You know, we've, We're trying to get to 1,000 as fast as possible. I think that's kind of the magic number and uh, one of our intermediate goals here at the Going Bracket Racing YouTube channel. So, Well, Danny Emerson Sr. says, my car will fall apart if I doubled it. It's <laughs> a lot of people. It's <laughs> a lot of people probably in that situation. Uh, Mo's got he's got a radiator. He's got a, he's got a big radiator. He's got fans. He's got transmission coolers. I will tell you what, by the time I come off the track car, probably about 150 degrees in the first place, and I just made the turnoff, so turning on the man, fan is kind of that's kind of goofy.
0: Yep. A lot of these guys that run gas though, once they get to about if they're still doubled in about fourth round, their cars will start screaming at them. I can tell you that, man, because those gas cars. Good part about alcohol is it cools itself down whenever it's going wide open. So you're actually helping yourself out when you're going down the track. But uh, gas doesn't really do that very much, man. But let's get into this uh, this next thing that kind of is leading off of, you know, all the fling type stuff. Because now that the fling is putting all doubles together, it kind of led us to the question earlier, whenever we were talking on the side, which is, are door cars at a disadvantage when running dragsters?
1: Pull your thoughts into the chat, guys. Uh, the question, door cars, is there a disadvantage to the door car anymore? That's the question, okay? Uh, does the dragster just have an uns- uh, uh, just a ast- astronomically large advantage over door cars anymore? I'm going to hit Sean Pinkerton's question here real quick, Casey. He says, Fling is one driver with two cars. Each car is different. Can you get some data? Sure, but two cars still offer different challenges no matter how identical built that's a true statement. I, I agree with 100%. I mean, you're right. It's But at the same time, there's double entries throughout the whole week. There's double entries. Yes, you might not be the, the greatest on the first day, the warm-up race, whatever you want to call it, where you only got one run down the track. Well, you're one. If you're doubled, that's two runs to one, no matter how you look at it. So right. either way you look at it, there's going to be an advantage behind doubling. The advantage does not equal George because I don't have the money to take advantage of that, you know, the double entry. Therefore, if I double, I'm quote-unquote at a disadvantage unless somebody wants to enter me in the race. I'll make you some money. I'm I'm telling you now, I'll make you some money, right? But I can't do it on my own because there's too much nerves going on. Heck, I well, don't even gamble at the pool table half the time. You know what I mean?
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Well, man, the, uh, the thing is, is going back to that whole subject, is that it seems like a lot of guys, because of the format anymore – Uh, And having door cars and dragsters separate and things like that and guys have their own beliefs on on This is what makes a good door car like like we were talking to to Steve McCrory the other day and he said if he was going to build the ultimate bracket door car He would want a slow door car like his Firebird But if he wants the dragster then he wants a 430 or so dragster. You know what I mean? And he thought that that's the ultimate for each end. Well the thing is is because of those ideas there's a lot of guys that will have a door car and have a dragster also, and they won't be running even anything close to two identical cars. I mean, there's, there's some guys, you know, but I mean, even uh, Chris Galetti, he's got more dragsters than anybody, and he even brings his Nova a lot of times. Sure, sure.
1: It, there's, an advantage, there's an advantage to having both, number two. Uh, chat's going crazy over here on the YouTube channel, So, uh, or excuse me, the Facebook. Paul Mosley chimes in and says, door cars these days are as good as dragsters to me. I'm going to yep. start right there and say, yes, you are right. Especially if I could turn around and, and just kind of get the door truck's rule <laughs> on the back of my shirt to, to show on the camera. Man, not just because I have a door truck, but because every time I scroll through Facebook, there is a different door truck that has won a race. Period. I don't care if it's a or I I, Man, door trucks are taking over the world. I heard him talk. Of, I heard Pete talk about it on stream uh, during the fling, he's like, man, there's a lot of door trucks, and they had a guess, how many door trucks do you think are entered into this race? I guess like 55, because that's how many door trucks are being built right now. What do you think, Casey?
0: No, I agree, man, and the thing is, is I was I was wondering why that would be, I don't know what they weigh, I know yours is light, like, but I, I mean like a back half, one. I know yours is more of a chassis-style uh, race car, but the Correct. thing is, is that the good part about the door trucks is that I would have to imagine when you're building those that the rear suspension setup is a thousand times easier because you have access to everything. You just take the bed off, get everything going, and then cut holes where you need to cut holes. I mean, it's easy to put your wheel wells in, probably stand up while you're doing a lot of stuff. I mean, that would be the, the good side of that. And I don't know if you can stuff two of them in a 32-foot in a trailer maybe. I don't know what the wheelbase is on a short cab, short bed S10, but I would have to imagine they're probably not any longer than a Fox body mustang.
1: Yeah, probably a little longer, probably just a little bit, not by much though. You know, a few feet mm-hmm. here or there, give or take, uh, and most of them are going to be sitting at around 2,500 pounds, especially those that are full chassis cars like mine. Right. I know so it's that there's no chance that my truck is, is 2,500 pounds with me in it. I would bet. Let me give you an example as to why I think that I could be uphill at any track, and in the staging lanes, and I can push that car by myself with no assistance at all and get it moving really quick. I'm a strong guy, but I ain't that dang strong. You know what I mean? No. <laughs> you know what I mean? So giving you, giving you a little bit of context behind why a lot of people are building those those trucks, the vision out of them things are what's – what. <laughs> the vision is probably, in my opinion, because I've driven both. I've driven the left-hand steer roaster, and I've driven a door truck. Left-hand steer, of course, is a little bit better, especially if you're in the right lane and you don't gotta look over the whole dang uh, right side of the truck. When you look left, you just look down. Door truck is look out the back window. There's nothing right. to worry about. You're gonna see everything. My truck is slammed to the ground, so I don't have a problem seeing. That's just the way right. it is, and, so.
0: And that's what uh, that's actually what they're saying over here in the YouTube chat. Steve Shepherd says it's easy to see out the back window in a truck. We know that for a fact. That's and then back. Mike Hickey's saying The other good thing about them is the truck front tire is real close to your feet, and there's no overhang on the front end.
1: That's a fact. That's also a fact. It's easy to tell where you are on the track, in my opinion, at least if you're looking out the window to the other car. You can tell where they are as compared to where your front tire is. I'm going to pause real quick and hit Wes Ellis. Wes Ellis is in the chat. He says, Coastal Plains wins first ever uh, team championship in IHRA in Coastal Plains history. Congratulations! Hey Wes, share this. Let's get as many Coastal Plains racers as we can in here. Um, you guys must have showed up and showed out to win a team. Hey race. man,
0: so. Coastal Plains is tough, man. I, I went racing there uh, earlier this year, and I, I'm going to go a lot more next year. But uh, it's Coastal Plains is just as tough as as anywhere, man. Like there's some really good racers over there. At coastal plains so that does not surprise me but that is a big deal uh in fact if you have an article on that or something or want to share it share it in that community section on the gbr facebook page man that's what it's for um we don't it's not just for us to post we want everybody else to post on there too so if you want to post it on there put it up there so you guys can get some recognition we got a ton of people over there that uh that see that page every day so uh, I, think, I think our Facebook page last month alone reached like 35, 40,000 people. So that's what it's for, is recognizing those who wouldn't otherwise get recognized. So by all that's means, put it up there.
1: That's correct. And guys, we can't reach 35, 40,000. I think our peak right now is maybe 83,000-something on Facebook reached. We can't do that without you guys. We want to keep growing it, too, to bring as much, as much recognition as we can to the bracket racing side of things. Um, bracket racing is in my heart It's been in my heart since I was 5 years old I'm sure a lot of you share the same exact sentiment We all grew up watching our dads race likely Or our moms for that matter So, you know, keep it going uh, I see Sean Pinkerton over here again And, and Oid. he says I die my car true and kamikaze it <laughs> That's what <laughs> I'm talking about Especially if I'm versus a dragster you can- Don't think that I'm holding anything if you're a dragster i am tell you right now Half the time, I won't even turn around and look at you. And that, that's got me in trouble twice now. So I at least got to turn and look. You know, you might be one second off the tree and I can break out by 7,000, you know, 3,000. So I'm <laughs> hey, taking 17 I, Walmarts and, and happens, a Best Buy it happens, or something.
0: Happens to the best of us and it won't be the last time that it happens either. I can assure you that. But that brings us back to what we were originally just talking about. It just reminded me. So. Is a door car at a disadvantage when running a dragster? Because the only way that I can see that, and now I have now I have I've I've ran chassis cars in the past. Now I have one which I'm wiring, like we were talking about earlier. Who was it needs to go back? David Statham is that who needs to go back and watch? David Statham He's going
1: back. Yep.
0: So he's got a door car. Yeah, but so chassis cars aren't nearly as bad. Full body like real back half door cars. Uh, like my Nova, if I have a severe headwind, I would say yes, or a severe tailwind, I would say yes, just because it affects, I've driven, I've driven dragsters most of the time I've raced, you know, I've, I've made just as many laps in a dragster as anybody. And, uh, I have never noticed in eighth mile drag racing that a dragster that doesn't have a wing on it really be affected by headwind or tailwind much. Now I was talking to people this weekend and they were telling me otherwise, um, I'm just speaking off my own experiences. I've, I've made a lot of laps in dragsters. I've never really noticed head or tail winds making any difference to me. And I'm talking differences in a number. I'm not talking in thousands because you can't really determine. Thousands could have been from a million different variables, you know, and uh, but that's the only time that I would see that a door car can really be at a disadvantage anymore to a dragster because As everybody always says, the equipment is so good. And I think suspension technology has progressed to the point that if you buy good suspension, now your car can work properly and there's enough knowledge out there to make it work properly. What do you think?
1: I think you're right. I think you're right. I'm gonna grab Sean Pinkerton's question again here. He's asking about cars. Uh, Speaking of cars, let's talk about the used race car market. Is there such a thing as a cheap entry level car today that is competitive? that is 15k or more is there less. A, i think you meant we less i don't know about the less part uh, but are you going to find something that's competitive between 15 and 20 thousand dollars in today's world heck yeah you are and even if it ain't competitive you can make it competitive in three changes go back and watch uh Stephen chet McCorry. go back and watch that stream he drops i'm telling you he drops the most Crucial knowledge in that stream that anybody who's gonna get into drag uh, bracket racing can can ask for. He right. drops some serious some serious knowledge in there.
0: Running seven fifties, seven thirties, and he's won more than anybody, and then he comes out of retirement, wins a hundred grander and overkills dragster and correct. I mean, so the point is is that guess what? Champ McCory is one of the greatest racers, is one of the greatest bracket racers, and that's why he cannot race for however long, then come back and then win a hundred thousand dollar race. I mean, I don't remember who he was running the final. I might have I don't it might have been Griffith, I don't remember. I can't I can't remember who he was running in the final. Um, but uh, but yeah man at the end of the day, it doesn't take a whole lot of money. I guess I should take back what I said earlier. It was more of a joke whenever I said no, absolutely not. because I was just saying it as in everything is so expensive right now. For whatever reason, everything is going for crazy money. But, but yes, you could, you could probably get a competitive bracket car, I would think, for under ten grand if you didn't care what it looked like. I mean, it's not going to be pretty, and it's going to be hacked together. But the thing is, as long as that drive line is all good stuff, then it'll be just as competitive, it just won't be pretty. Scotty Richardson said it on on a uh, podcast at one point that his dad always told him that those cars with all the shiny chrome and shiny paint, they always look nice, but they'll be in the trailer in fourth round or something like that is what his dad told him and now nobody sees them anymore, but they'll always see your vehicle on the starting line in the finals.
1: Right, right. Hey guys, I put a poll out there, if you see it coming across the chat, it says, do dragsters have advantage over door cars anymore? I'm just doing a little test here. I've never created a poll on the Facebook side of things here, but just playing around a little bit for future reference. And uh, and Sean Pickerton goes on to say, Casey, uh, as I'm looking at the chat here, uh, what happened to the five thousand to seventy-five hundred dollar cars? People are proud of their stuff, number one. Okay, so they might not be out there anymore. But if you're looking at a if you're looking at a door truck. Everybody wants a door truck. If you're looking at a Nova 2, everybody wants a Chevy Nova 2. It depends on kind of what you're looking at. I bet you right. can find some good race cars out there for a good piece of money uh, that people are like, i got to get off this. But it's not as popular right now in the bracket racing world as DS Diamond and the Nova 2. Right. I know rolling you can things- find a Roland Dragster right now for $5.75. It depends on what you're trying to do. You'll find I a Roland Dragster out there all day
0: long. I sold that hardtail car for about that. I mean, right. it's it's just a matter, of, like like we are saying, it matters how pretty do you want it to be, because if it doesn't need to be that pretty and you don't care about that, things are still functional. Well, right. yeah,
1: right. Dave Stidham, uh, uh, Lee Kraft is uh, Mr. Monday Morning Racer. He made me laugh. Hold on. <laughs> Dave Stidham says, I got my Vega Wagon chassis car for $6,500 rolling. A Vega Wagon will turn on wind lights. If you don't believe me, just ask Luke Bogacki.
0: Right, right. Ask him. Well, Scotty Vaughn tears him up in, uh, in his Vega wagon at uh, I-57 all the time. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Lee Kraft says, I got – oh, hold on. He says, hello from Hillsboro, Texas. That ain't very far from Ennis for all of you who uh, are wondering what Monday Morning Racer is doing down here. Speaking of, I'll, I'll mention that in a minute. But he says, specifically, he's at the laundromat. So, Lee Craft is watching (laughs) watching us inside a laundromat. That's pretty cool. (laughs) That's
0: pretty cool. For the entertainment, MMR.
1: Right. So, (laughs) all right. As we keep moving here, we're 35 minutes into the stream, and I haven't given you my answer as to if door cars are at the advantage to the dragsters or disadvantage. My answer is advantage door cars. Call me crazy. Call me goofy. I don't care. You carry as many numbers as you want to, but you still have to freaking get rid of them while you're chasing said six-second car and you're down 430. Give yourself a 40-mile-an-hour disadvantage, but try to catch up by holding numbers. Matter of fact, I think I watched Jeff Serra himself run a Fox Body Orange Mustang. He was down 462 or 3 all day long, but he ran that Fox Body Mustang, and what did he do? He dialed down to a 458. Why did he dial down to a 458? Because you can't see that good. You can't. So he was, that,
0: he was holding four instead of ten. <laughs>
1: exactly. He's holding like four instead of the rest, right? That old Fox body put a four pack on him. Four pack. So, you heard it. I, I am a door car racer. Uh, when I run in my dad's car, it's it's a left hand steer roaster. It's still a door car. Yes, he has a dragster, but I'm gonna be honest. I've never driven a dragster. Um, so I have a little bit of learning to do to kind of give a, a little bit more context to this question. But right now, door cars have the advantage.
0: And it should tell you something just based on your example right there with Jeff Sarah dialing down so much. Because the thing is, Jeff Sarah might not be the greatest finish line driver of all time. Because back in the day, Troy and Gary and still today were amazing lights out at the finish line. Underwood's really, really good. Uh, Lester Adkins is extremely good at the finish line. He always has been. Yep. Uh, but the thing is, is that if Jeff Sarah, first of all, I think we can all agree by far, Jeff Sarah is the best finish line driver in 2021. That's a question. That's a fact. No question. And if he's gonna dial down that much to run to run the car, then that should tell you something. Because there's really nobody in 2021, in my opinion, can outdrive Jeff Sarah at the finish line. The only reason he won. The the guaranteed million last year was because he is such a great finish line driver. That's why he won that because that car with anybody else in it probably would have been out second round. That's a fact. If thing. he got lucky first round.
1: <laughs> That's a fact, especially with the motor that he had to do. He had to right. change a motor. Go go from the running five forties from five forties to six or five eighties, five nineties, whatever he's dialing. So I don't know, but Casey, we want your answer too. Door cars, who's got the advantage?
0: I don't think anybody does, to be honest with you. The uh, I think that hit the tree and run the number guy is always going to beat the other guy. Um, at the end of the day, you've got to run dead on, no matter how you're getting to dead on. It doesn't make a difference. But the point is, is that I think, I think in nowadays there's enough knowledge out there and there's enough good parts out there that you just need to buy whatever it is you like. If you like Mustangs, buy a Mustang. If you like a dragster, buy a dragster. If you like a Camaro, buy a Camaro. You know, just buy whatever you like because it's yours and you can make it nice and what you want. And you're going to be just as competitive as anybody else. in top bold race just is what it is. It's you just need to put, put everything you got into what you want. And then that way, at the end of the day, if you go get your teeth kicked in, at least you can be like, man, I got a really cool car, though.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. I'm still I'm coming through uh, through the chat. Love racing at Coastal Plains. Todd Stowe. Uh, Good stuff, man. Um, I know Casey's been there a few times. I've never been there myself. I'm a a Texas boy I've been to extreme Raceway Park one time. I've been to uh, To Ardmore a few times so looking to broaden my horizons here within the next couple of weeks Hopefully after I figure out a fuel issue on the old S dime that I think I'm down to I see somebody in the chat says if you want to double enter you have to have a KJP carburetor You are 100% correct. Mr. Ken I would say his nickname, but I don't want to get in trouble by him. Mr. Ken Jones builds some awesome alcohol carburetors, gas carburetors, transmission. I don't care what it is. If it's drag racing related, excuse me, Ken Jones can probably build it. Okay, so it's only
0: keep the name on the screen. Stays We there. only keep names on the screen of good stuff. Otherwise it doesn't go there.
1: Stays there. It's like right there. There's Ken Jones performance. You see it? Oh, my hand's on it. I'm going to Vanna White it. I'm going to Vanna White it. Hold it up. Bam. Boom. Ken Jones performance. Uh, if you have any any things that you need to get a – if you need a uh, carburetor or anything worked on, let us know. If you need to get a hold of Pink, uh, Ken Jones, I, I keep almost saying his,
0: his nickname, but I'm going to leave that out of there. Uh, let us Here's know. Here's the other thing, George, about, uh, <laughs> yep. about David th- this whole deal with, uh, with the door cars and the dragsters running together and this, that, and the other. So – I was just kind of thinking about this and separation of door cars and dragsters there there are always going to be the people that say the dragsters have the advantage because i think i think personally in the 2000s i think the dragsters did have an advantage big time yeah. um, but separation of door cars and dragsters will always be a perception for everybody to to be like oh cool so it's an even playing field right okay that aside we, we all know once people started doing this, all the old door cars came out of the woodwork because it is typically a lot cheaper to have a door car than it is a dragster because a dragster at the end of the day, that's a custom built thing. You can't, I mean, you can, I mean, your dad, your dad proves it. He can build his own dragsters and he builds great, great cars. I mean, that guy dominated with his old car, the, the purple and silver car. He dominated either late last year, or early this year, but Anyway, my point is, is there's a ton of door cars that people built in their garages out there. Uh, You can't really build a dragster in a two-car garage at your house. You don't have enough room. Whereas you can build a door car in your two-car garage because you got enough room. Um, But what that does is it packs the door cars into races. And I think actually promoters probably like having more door cars at their races because if for no other reason, The Motor Mania feed shows all the people drop off when the dragsters start running, so it keeps more viewership. But second of all, the more dragsters you come, the less parking spots you have in the parking lot, because a door car can always be parked behind its trailer where a dragster can't. Correct.
1: Correct. Which is also another perk to having a door car. Period. Uh, Open trailer is the other perk um i don't have an enclosed trailer i live in an hoa for crying out loud and i don't have very many good spots to park except for right in front of my house on the street well that's where the open trailers parked thankfully i'm not getting in any trouble for that right now but um so right now the poll is showing 73 percent say no dragsters do not have the advantage anymore um so i kind of should have put a it's even up there to be honest for all fairness um it's it's even depending on where you're racing, and a lot of people aren't gonna like me when I say this, which is the next subject. Well, there'll be a lot of you guys who are gonna agree with me. True start is not an advantage fast car anymore. I can't stand true start. Door cars are good enough to run a race on their own. Bracket racing was created without true start. I dislike true start. Several people, you can go back, and I won't just elaborate as much as I can. If you want to, you can go back and watch the, the early on streams of Going Bracket Racing where I voiced the same exact opinion. True Start is not a equalizer anymore. The equalizer is these door cars that are built correctly with those three components that Champ mentioned. It's can the dragster drive the finish line correctly? Is he holding a 10th? Is he trying to hold two? Is the door car going to spot drop you down at the middle? Of tr- it's not It's not so bad to where we needed to create True Start that I can't stand. Somebody so – nope. now, everybody, get, you, get your comments ready. I do not <laughs> like True Start
0: at all. So let me tell you this. So, all right, you hearing me? You hearing me here? I'm listening. All right, listen up. So – I like True Start. I think that True Start needs to be implemented everywhere. And the reason being is because the only time, going back to our previous question, that a door car is at a disadvantage to a dragster is because you could put, right now you could build any, any 383 with any parts you got and it'll be faster than my Nova, right? Just cause of weight, weight difference. That means I'm always leaving first. That means that if I wanna hit the tree really hard, and I go red and then you go red behind me, I could be one red, you're 10 red, I still red lighted first, saw him out. At that point, you can't say that the slower car is not advantaged or not disadvantaged compared to the fast car. And the reason I say that is the entire reason is another thing that came up in one of our previous streams with Jason Overstreet, loose change, Everybody go back and watch that, because he says exactly what I'm about to say. Bracket racing was made because people couldn't afford to class race or heads-up race. So, that being said, it was created to even the playing field, and the only true way to even the playing field for the guy who has a wallet this big versus a guy with a wallet that big is to run True Start, because then the 750-door car that Champ McCrory drives has just as much... Uh, of a chance as uh, Travis Laster's 14 uh, pro charge dragster mm-hmm. runs 173 mile an hour.
1: Yep. But at the same time, it, 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 it's still a disadvantage. No one, it's, it's not helping anyone. The slow door car does not get an advantage to going red light first. If you go red light first or second, the rule was made, first red light loses. I don't maybe it's just the fact that I don't like change in a sense. That's, it. Um, That's if, it. I don't like change to that extent. To where, oh, we gotta wait a minute. Like I'm a seven second door car and I'm running a four team dragster. Right? Mm-hmm. I am three quarters of the way down the track before that joker leave. Right. But I don't know if I was red light or if he was red light because he ain't left the line yet. so i said this once before there are too many disadvantages to being to having true start
0: well is that in my opinion is is that a disadvantage or an annoyance because it sounds like an annoyance
1: i think it's a little bit of both i I see where you're coming from to, to call it an annoyance but it could also be a danger at the same time this is just me right that's true i'm gonna go down there and i'm gonna drop as hard as possible on a 415 car especially if I thought I caught any part of the tree to look up and see that the light ain't on, but I know I took the strike. That means I red-lit. But I didn't find out until three-quarters of the way down the track. You think I'm going to look at the scoreboard and say, oh, you red-lit. You red-lit. Right. No, I am not going to look at the scoreboard at that point. So, True Start, it, it, it was the great equalizer. Maybe True Start should have been the great equalizer in 1985 where there was no... Such thing as door cars having an advantage because I'm sorry, you you can't tell me that the Jags the Nova wagon is that a Nova wagon? I think it is, right? Yeah, yeah. You can't mm-hmm. tell me he doesn't have an advantage over the tw- 22,000 Mollus that doesn't have good anything on it, but we're going to give him true. You know, you can't tell me that well, the advantage is still there to where we need a true start to even it. True start's well, not even in anything, in my opinion.
0: The fact of the matter is, is that first red light loses will always benefit the faster car. And 90% of the time, I know another stream, Jake Hodge, he agreed with you. Go back and watch the Jake Hodge stream if you haven't seen it already, it was, that was a good one too. Um, but no man, uh, Jake Hodge, he, believed, he he agreed with you because he said, man, you can't tell me that you can't go out right now and throw a bunch of junk together if you think you need to be a fast car for, whatever, you know, for this reason. If you think you need to be the fast car, he said you can go buy an old hardtail dragster and you can buy you know, a, a 540 and put some nitrous on it and none of this stuff's gonna be nice and it's not gonna look pretty, but you can go 450s. And, and he's right about that. So uh, that being said, does it really matter because now, depending on what's happening in your area, whether they run true start or not, if you think one is an advantage or one is a disadvantage, then that's the route you need to take because you need to do whatever is gonna put you in the best place to win the race, right? True,
1: and obviously, guys, we're on the True Start subject simply because we're talking about the Spring Fling. They run True Start. They are right. the, if you ask me, they're patriarchs. They, they are the creators of True Start, in my opinion, and bringing it into to big money bracket racing. So that's kinda of when you put the correlation together, that's why we're on this subject on this particular stream site. Um, looking at the chat, uh, David Hearn says, how would you know it doesn't turn red until you leave? You're right, it turns red, it turns green first, actually. You leave past the yes. tree and it is green, period. It and doesn't even. turn red until the other car leaves.
0: And, and I that's was in what a scenario. Things. I was in a scenario actually the other day where I was actually dialed within a reasonable amount, like within a couple numbers of a guy, and we both red-lighted and we left, and we left the starting line Well, because of the way that True Start is programmed in, it has to drop green, then drop red, no matter what. So it dropped green. Me and this guy are racing each other. And lo and behold, uh, we had both red-lighted. And True Start victory, which was not in my favor, as always, but (laughs) we are racing each other the entire way down the track, lifting on each other. And we get down there, and we're like, oh, man, we both red-lighted. And it just so happened we were parked next to each other, so we were joking about that. But the point is... We left the starting line, and both of us looked down, saw green lights, and now we're racing each other. Because I guess I don't know if everything's happening so fast, or you just naturally saw a green light, and you've been doing it so long that that's all you needed to know, and you just are racing now. Uh, But that was kind of an odd moment, I thought, because at least when you have a little bit of time, it seems like it seems like at times, like I was running a guy that was dialed 580, and. I left and he left and mine was green and then it dropped red as soon as he left the beans but whenever me and that other guy were dialed within the same and we both dropped red we were past the tree by time it decided so i don't know if it needed more time to think or what
1: so i uh, my experience is inside in 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 the left-hand steward roadster i'm dialed 520 something and i think it was cindy wiggins who i was racing she's a big blown car i was already intimidated in the first place i mean it's only like the first couple of times (laughs) i've raced down the track a couple years ago, but hear that big old blown car coming past me and doing a burnout, I'm like, oh man, I'm on the track with this loud son of a gun. Anyway, I flinched like no other, but I tried to foot break it. And the light dropped green, so I was like, ooh, that was good. That was good. Man, I was later, know I was later, or excuse me, redder and I don't know what. But man, I got down the track, I was ripping it. Whoop, 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 whoop. I was like, oh, I'm kicking it. I got this. Look at the scoreboard. I lost, right? So, to each his own, I guess, with the True Start. Uh, everybody has a, a opinion about True Start, which I like. I do. You know um, what I
0: would like to see so, that would be very interesting would be, what's up, Mopar man? See you in the chat over here. But uh, what I would like to see would be, I would be interested to know the stats since True Start's been implemented of how many slower cars have won races versus at non-true start races. And the reason is, is because when I was driving dragsters on the nights that, that I would go deep or win or, or get semis or whatever, there was always one time that I would win around because whoever I was running a lot of, not every time I guess, but, but I would say 50% of the time there was always a round where somebody red lighted against me. And that's how I ended up winning that round. And I don't think that happens I mean, I guess now that everybody's hitting the tree so hard, as long as the door car leaves green, then then you know a dragster can leave red or whoever it is. But at any at at any given time, there were definitely a few races throughout the year where my my guy that I'm running, I'm faster than him, and the only reason I won is because he was two red and then I was ten red behind him. You know, but I was behind it. Right, right. So I would be interested to know the statistics on that. Maybe and the. The reason i say that is because you know we saw last year a ton of door cars won door cars won everything you know what i mean and everybody's saying oh that's because they're separating door cars and dragsters well maybe it's actually because of true start because now the door car doesn't have the opportunity to red light it first so it's yep. another variable. It would be interesting to see the statistics on
1: it. We've got a comment in here from TJ Phipps. He says, Michael Beard knows that stat. I'll bet you he does. I'll <laughs> guarantee he knows it. And I, I'm honest. I'd like to know his take. Maybe next time we have him on the show, we'll bring up this particular subject. Uh, it's a <laughs> subject that everybody, number one, everybody has an opinion on this subject. We love opinions. The, the best part about what we're doing with this particular platform is the opinion is being brought to the front, to the light. Let everybody know what's going on around here. So, if you got a feeling one way or another, make it known here. I see, um, I was looking for a comment from Mr. Brian Garrett over at the BRG Motorsports 3D printed motorsports parts. Uh, well, to Casey's point about bracket racing starting, double entries and paid pit spots and those things have made the same situation. Now, I'm not for sure of which part he's talking about. Maybe you do, if you care to elaborate, but Brian Garrett chiming in. Thank you for what you do, Brian, man. I love those, uh, those magnets. I take off my seatbelts and boom, two magnets sit back here behind my door car. I don't got to go looking when I get back in the car. I just reach for the magnet, grab it, stick it in, stick it in, boom, we're gone. Well, there ain't no more, hey, man, where's, where's my other seatbelt anymore? Thanks to BRG uh, over there. So if you guys need anything like that, hey, we got somebody who can create it. What do you think, Casey? Yeah.
0: So I think what, what Brian's talking about more so is that uh, I think what he means is on a regular weekly race, like where we grew up, George Gateway, people didn't double enter. And I don't know that you necessarily weren't allowed to. I think it was because they had Super Pro quarter mile and Super Pro eighth mile, so that was technically them double entering. Um, and I don't know why we never thought about that. I know I thought about it some, the fact that obviously every quarter mile pass is going to give you an eighth mile time run every single time. And those guys did end up winning a lot. I didn't really see it as a major disadvantage because it seemed like the guys who always went deep in both only hurt themselves because now you're basically, effectively you're triple entered if you're thinking eighth mile racing, you know? So you're really wearing stuff out and getting stuff hot. Um, But anyway, I think what he was talking about more so is the fact that when people double enter these regular races, it's kind of making the little guy who can't double enter now at a disadvantage because those those weekend races now they don't they don't separate door cars and dragsters and they don't separate doubles and stuff like that at your normal local smaller track. True, true.
1: And I don't know guys, I don't know. Uh, it's 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 interesting though. Casey does have the ability to answer both questions about true start because he's driven dragsters, he's driven door cars. I'm a little bit at a disadvantage there because I've never driven a dragster, but. I don't know um just in today's age and this is just me it's all opinion based drag racing is pretty equal between door cars and dragsters with me saying door cars have a little bit of the advantage i'm almost 60 60, 40 of me says advantage door cars
0: right now so here's here's something george that we totally forgot to bring up because we we all know what we're talking about as far as true star goes but Top Fuel 173 here says as a bracket newbie, can someone explain what true start is? So we should have done that before we started going off on a rant on everything. <laughs> but so what true start is, uh, just in layman's terms is, uh, no matter what happens, whether someone red lights or whether somebody is green, uh, whenever the cars leave the starting line, if so say somebody's dialed six flat, somebody's dialed five flat, six flat car obviously leaves one second before the five flat car. If the six flat car is one red, when he leaves the starting line, the tree is going to drop green because otherwise the five flat guy would have the opportunity. Like if he sees a red light and you know he red lighted and there's true start, you just bump up 50 times real quick, you and
1: now you're, that? Not gonna, now you're not
0: going to now you're not going to red light. Yep. Yeah, we sit there. Well, once the other guy leaves the starting line, uh, if he's green, then at that point the other guy's light will drop red. Well, what this is trying to do is is basically if 6-flat guy leaves the starting line, he's one red, and 5-flat guy leaves the starting line, he's two red, 5-flat guy will then lose. So right. it's no longer 6-flat guy red-lighted first, so he automatically loses. It's whoever has the worst red light loses.
1: That's correct. That's correct. Hey, great question over there. I think that was top fuel, right? Great question. Yes. Uh, and again, maybe maybe we do need to kind of go into the breakdown on maybe an open discussion or even a recorded video, Casey, where we're breaking down some of the nuances of bracket racing for, you know, the people who aren't quite uh, up to speed like we are. You and I and uh, several people in this chat can just rattle off, just boom, we got it all, but this is what we do. So definitely something that we'll go back and, and maybe highlight. Maybe we'll do a how to bracket race video or something like that, so um, Oh man, we're coming up on an hour. I don't. I'm not ready for this stream to end. I'm pretty sure uh, all. Uh, see, all 40 of you guys over here on Facebook aren't ready to end it either. So, uh, but but businesses. Uh, I gotta go get my kids and my. <laughs> here comes the honeydew list and things like that. So, um, what you got in closing, Casey?
0: Well, the final the final comment in the chat is uh, Dylan Champion over here. Old Champy says, when I come on this show. I'm gonna argue with George till I'm blue in the face. <laughs>
1: bring, bring it on, Mr. Champ. Mr. We got Champ. a whole hour to fill. We got a whole we got hour. A whole hour we got a whole hour, and if we don't get it done uh, during during a stream, how about we get it done at the Champ's Bottom Bulb Bash? That's coming, That's guys. Nice. Brought to you by Going Brack Racing and Champ himself. Uh, there's going to be a a fun time out there in the I think it's the southeast is what you guys call it, Casey. Uh, where champ's going to be putting on a race and uh, we're going to be out there i'll probably get a chance to hit the bottom because that's all you can hit and show everybody that i can hit the bottom i'm not scared at hey, the bottom
0: i just like the top. two five granders for 150 dollars, and he's not talking 150 a day he's talking 150 dollars for two five granders
1: that is correct what a price pack it out everybody in here coastal plains i've seen you guys in here that might even be the location i'm not 100 sure what track they're going to use yet but share that away. Share it away. All your no-boxers, uh, bottom-bulbers, be at this champ's bash here. This is going to be a heck of a heck of a show, man, and uh, definitely be there to support. I'll be there myself to support you, champ. So, uh,
0: Maybe we'll get uh, Dylan Green up in there doing a little bit of an announcement. He wants to do that real, real bad.
1: <laughs> right. We'll get him up in there. and uh, and uh, But, hey, guys, you know, like I said, we're at that hour mark. If you have any questions leave them in the chat if you got anything you want to talk about during open discussion for the next one or maybe you got somebody who's like hey I want to be on that going bracket racing YouTube channel man I think I got some insight and I got some things I want to talk about uh, let us know man Stanley Inlow man you're welcome thanks for chiming in and sending a you know sending a, a chat message to us uh, and uh, we can't thank you guys enough as always we'll see you guys next Tuesday